welcome back to Capitalist Anonymous, uh, the podcast that helps cure you of your nasty addiction to capitalism and similar things. <laughs> uh, I am Spencer Rose. I'm Ashley Chapp. And we are your sponsors in your road to recovery. Hey. Hell yeah. Um, so we've been off for a couple weeks uh, due to my schedule sucking. Uh, but <laughs> We've also just not released any of the episodes we've yeah, banked a, for a really long pack. time. Yeah, the three pack I talked about in the last episode is now a four pack. So <laughs> just get excited for that. You know, eventually you'll get to um, hear all of the topical content from several weeks ago. Yeah, one day we'll be topical and you can hear all about Kamala and how we talked about her last time. I'm really mad because we... We recorded... I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. Um, Fair. But we recorded that episode like on the night of the um, the UK election. Yeah, we did. And I made some really spot-on predictions about how people were going to come after Bernie. Um, yeah. For like being anti-Semitic and stuff. And like literally the day after we recorded that, my predictions were proven true. But that's my fault. You know, and that's on me. It's okay. We can just look back and know that Ashley was right. Therefore, we should listen to her. We when got timestamps in the future. Yeah, exactly. We got timestamps for all those uh, episodes back in the day. Hey. Um, but yeah, those back those back in 2019 were different. It's 2020. Yeah, first episode in the new year, baby. Yeah, weed is legal in weed Illinois. Weed is legal. Everything's I tried to finally tried it for the first time. Tried it for the first time. Wow, what a rush. Pretty good. Yeah, this I think this could catch on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, have you gone to a dispensary yet? I did. Yeah, I yeah. did on the first day. I, I waited in line for three yeah, hours. I was gonna say, weren't the lines insane? It was expensive, and it was a three-hour wait. And I was like, eh, that was cool. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I'm not. I'm not fucking. What are they charging? I think someone told me it was like sixty dollars. Sixty-five. Like yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying that. Yeah, it's with taxes. It was like seventy-four. Yeah, so, which is a lot. I will be sticking to the black market. Thank yeah, you very much. That, we need that. We need that black market <laughs> uh, to uh, fill in the gaps. But I'm sure prices will come down as they figure out what they're doing. Support entrepreneurs. <laughs> Support entrepreneurs. Yeah. I, uh, again, first time. What a what a time. Uh, great. <laughs> it, only in my state. Federally, awful. <laughs> hated it. Never doing if it. If I went to a different state, I would never do it. Yeah, I would. you would never, never catch me saying that uh, in Indiana, <laughs> uh, of all places. That place just seems like hell. Uh, like a <sighs> literal version of hell. I don't know. I, I met a lot of people from Indiana, but like the number one thing in common with them is they got the fuck out of Indiana. <laughs> I don't know. Not to shit on Indiana too much, but it's a shit state. Yeah, I've uh, never been. It, it birthed both Mayor Pete and... Uh, Mike Pence. Oh. So they're kind of 0 for 2 in my book. Yeah. When it comes to stuff. I mean, Larry Bird, uh, pretty cool guy, uh, basketball guy. All right. Yeah. Has something to do with the Pacers. <laughs> but uh, other than that. I know the name. Yeah. Other than that, uh, not, a, not a fan. Uh, it's a uh, poll just came in. Uh, it's the worst state in the union. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, it, no, there's probably worse. Uh, I'll think about it. I think... Well, I was going to say, I guess Texas isn't quite so bad anymore. It's not so bad anymore. I um, I will never forget, I went to visit a friend in California a couple of years ago, and I was talking to her mom, and her mom has, like, spent a lot of time traveling, like, all throughout the continental U.S. She's, like, been to, I feel like she said, if not every state, she's been to most of them, and she was like you don't even know like how beautiful like this country is like even the places you don't expect except for texas texas is so ugly <laughs> i've been twice uh i went to both austin and dallas and 
it's nothing remarkable. I mean, Austin was cool. It's a cool city, but like as far as it, it looked like Nashville, but like bigger. And <laughs> yeah. it's like I don't like Nashville either. I kind of liked Austin though. I really liked Austin. Yeah. I might have just yeah. liked Austin because of the people I was with, but it seems like an unsustainable. No, I've heard life. Austin is cool. I think I don't know. I haven't I haven't been to that many states. I mean. The ones you would think suck, like Idaho. I have cousins in Idaho, but like it's actually fucking beautiful. Like you can see the mountains. In see, the that's distance. what they have going for them. Is yeah. like the states where no one lives is beautiful because no one fucking lives there. Yeah. Like it's because they don't have to take up room with concrete jungles. But I mean, then you have places like Southern Illinois, and that place is a dump. <laughs> or the whole state of Missouri. Shout out to St. Louis. Oh boy, it's a dump. Yeah, I would say. Of all the places that I've lived, Delaware was probably the worst. You've lived in Delaware? Yeah, for a year. I didn't know that. Yeah, I lived in Dover. Why? Um, it was, I was like 18 trying to get out of my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I got a nannying job in Dover, Ooh. Um, and I did that for a year. Well, that's fun. And it was kind of abysmal, just like this really sad small town. Um, Sounds like Delaware. Birthplace of uh, Joe Joe Biden, <laughs> old Joe Biden, crazy Uncle Joe, crazy Uncle Joe. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about let's talk about let's politics. talk about the race right now. I'm making it political. It's gonna become political. That's the point. <laughs> that's the point of the pod. Uh, yeah, we've had a a big couple of weeks here. Uh, yeah, Bernie is crushing. Mm-hmm. We were just talking before we started recording. Um, and you are still a little concerned about the Biden threat. A little bit. I'm really, I don't know if it's just like my brain is refusing to take him seriously, but I'm just like, I'm not worried. I'm more, I'm more worried about Mayor Pete than Biden, but. Really? Yeah. I, I worry because I really think, I mean, I know Biden really hasn't gone down since he announced, which is a little bit of a concern, but I also think that like, I feel like we've mentioned this before, but like the polls generally skew towards older people like people with fucking landlines like what millennial do you know who has a landline um that's true i think bernie's base is pretty underrepresented in well one bernie's base is underrepresented in polls and two um most of biden's supporters are not gung-ho about him they're kind of just like he's the one i know but if somebody else were to appeal to me, I'd be open to to moving over. Whereas Bernie supporters are not budging. Yeah. Um. Which when we get to Iowa, which we were, again we were talking earlier about how like really winning Iowa, I think would is the the thing That's for the Bernie. If Bernie can win Iowa, then I think I think the race is over. I think he's got it. Mm-hmm. Um. And when you do when you have caucusing in Iowa instead of like a you know standard like a primary vote like we have it here it's it's a little different like you want people who aren't going to budge yeah um and and Bernie's got that Biden mm-hmm. really doesn't i think people who go to caucus for Biden could be swayed to to support someone else um if need be, Bernie supporters aren't, they're not going to go for anyone else. I've always wanted to participate in a caucus. I know. It seems so cool. They're or like terrible, but also yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched the, the documentary about Ilhan and her like first run for like state Senate. Um, and they had a lot of footage from like the caucus there. And I was like, that seems really interesting. Yeah. It just seems like, 
you get to express ideas and just kind of, how long do they take? Don't they take like a, a couple long hours? ass time? Yeah. I think the one in the Ilhan documentary was like, it was like late at night and people were like, so, <laughs> it. Yeah. so pissed off. <laughs> I think that's where the, you're right though. That's where the Bernie supporters would start to, you know, blossom even more of being able to not budge on it. Cause I don't see a Bernie supporter jumping to anyone else at this point. Yeah. If you come in if, for Bernie, you're not going to leave. Like or just say something else. I, I, if again, if you support Bernie, like the policies of the others, just don't compare. Yeah, you're just you're just not thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really feel optimistic. I mean, Bernie's on top in New Hampshire. That's another one of the big four states. He's on. I believe he's on top in Nevada. I think that's been kind of yeah solidified for a while now. California too. Yeah, California will be big down the line. Um. So I guess the only for the only of the first four states I'm like worried about Bernie in is like South Carolina. But I think if he gets the other three, it'll be okay if he mm-hmm. doesn't win South Carolina. Yeah, uh, I, I think Tom Steyer is having a resurgence in South Carolina for some reason. What is, I literally did not even know this man existed until the last debate. And I was even at the debates. It's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, I was like, like, who is this guy? Yeah, I thought there's so many people, and I thought that I had done such a good job of like knowing who all of them were. Yeah, and then this man, I see his face, and I'm like, what? What is? I know he's not De Blasio. Who is this guy? Because he can just hang around is the thing. Because he's got so much money, like he should pour his own money into it and yeah. just stick around. It's, he's doing the Bloomberg thing, where exactly. You just pay your way into it. Steyer and Bloomberg, I'm not worried about at no. all. Like Bloomberg was... is a giant joke. It's yeah. like you just were bored. Like you're <laughs> bored and you're looking to burn three hundred million dollars. Not even participating in the first four states, like. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck do you expect? It's like, nobody wants fucking Bloomberg versus Trump. (laughs) That's just literally shoot me in the face or shoot me in the gut and I die slowly. Like, that's what that is to me of like, I would, I could never see that happening. And I, it will not because Bloomberg is just, it's a joke. Like the whole thing is uh, just, I don't know. It's just the brash of commercials it's everything wrong with running for president it's yeah. like this guy with a ton of money just wants to fuck around and do it it's like fuck you it's like it's that's very how we got the antithesis to bernie and his campaign yeah and like so i don't see him as a threat to bernie also it's been a great couple of weeks for me in terms of like friends telling me that they've moved from warren to bernie nice um which is like you know my suicide levels have been very high lately so when people tell me that I've helped convince them over to Bernie. That is always like a balm to my soul. Yeah. It helps convince me to stick around for a little while. It gives you purpose. You got to see this shit out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we were talking before and I said, that was my number one reason of like, you just got to stick around to see if it works. You exactly. Know? My thing is like, as of right now, I, I plan to, unless things get really bad, I plan to stay alive through the end of 2020. Good. And then 2021, all bets are off depending <laughs> on how things go. Um, so this is my year of doing all the things that I really want to get done before I kill myself. I made a list and I'm going to start working on them. And, and then by the time the year is over, we'll, we'll see where we're at. Yeah. And, and just as importantly, I've decided I'm going to quit comedy in 2020 <laughs> if things don't work out. So ultimately the same thing. <laughs> o- equal levels of everything. 2021, all bets are off. My stand up career should be blossoming at that point. It should be a burgeoning career. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about Warren. Because she's made yeah. a few really 
big missteps. Dump that guy that ghosted you. Oh my god, <laughs> she's gone full Hillary. At this she's point. gone a hundred percent Hillary. It's a dancing new- on stage, doing double selfie lines with immediately Julian when I Castro. Saw that. Yeah, she's like, "Here's something you never thought you'd see." A double selfie line. It's like, dude, you sound like my mom in the worst way. Like, It's just the idea of of selfies being, what is that? What is, That's I, nothing. How That's, is that inspirational? How is that like praxis of the, any kind? Yeah, what the fuck does that do for anyone? It's like, cool. We're, like, I get to spend two seconds and take an awkward picture with a middle-aged woman. Yeah. It's like you're you're cool. not you're a politician, not a celebrity. It's like that's great. Yeah, that's great that you stay for people to take photos with. That's a great time to get one on one interaction with with people. But it's like you're not doing it for that because but also the second it's someone... not really one on one interaction when you have a huge line of people and you're just like shooting them through, taking quick pictures. It's not really. Is it? It's not really outreach. Is it the 21st century? It's symbolic. It's performative. It's not connection. It's going to the diner. How they like like they all used to go to a diner and they probably still do diner shit but like when they go to the diner and they shake hands oh, with people who have like, like a, oh god beto would be such a good diner president standing uh, on the standing on the countertops oh that would be babies. great but like you, you always see those there was a i lived by a place called miss katie's in milwaukee which was a breakfast place by day where they all wore uniforms that were like 1950s but by night it turned into an underage bar yeah uh, what a great place um, but it was a place uh, presidents uh, and presidential candidates would always go. Yeah. So uh, the menu is littered with like, Obama ordered this. Oh Hillary ordered this. God. This is where Obama sat. Ew. It's like, yeah. So it's like, I think the selfie line is the equivalent of that, of like, it is a soulless fucking mm. like plastered smile. Yeah. And it's like, I, like real celebrities don't even like taking selfies with people. It's like, I don't buy for a second that you give a shit about any, like maybe well, you do. And like, the thing, like, maybe she does, maybe she does care. Give her the benefit of the doubt on yeah. that one. But what does it do? Like, well, we've, I think we've talked about this before is that, like, a really key difference that I don't think we talk about enough between Warren and Bernie is that Warren really wants to be a president. I think Bernie is, he wants to see this movement through that he's been championing his entire life. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily interested in being president. So he even has said that he would consider himself like organizer in chief, that he's building a coalition. It's the whole he's not, not me after, us thing. Yeah, yeah, he's not after power. That's the whole thesis of his campaign is mm-hmm. that he's not after personal power. He doesn't want to see himself as a celebrity. Yeah. He's here to empower people to stand up for themselves. Whereas this kind of shit, Warren's kind of shit is very like, Happy birthday to this future president. (laughs) It's very, yeah. Dump the guy who ghosted you, which, by the way, you can't dump a guy if he's already ghosted you. You already got Trust me, you'll just make yourself look more stupid. That's how she feels probably about, like, Bernie not returning her calls. To be like, be my vice president, Bern. And like, no way. Like, that will never happen. Yeah, right. Never. Ever. Uh, God. But, yeah, I mean, Julian dropped out. That's another... Yeah, is, is that no, a big the one? Warren camp. Yeah. It's, I I don't understand why more people aren't dropping out. Apparently, Cory Booker's still around. Is he? That was funny. I saw that. fit to remind us today. I saw that on Twitter today. Of like, who are you? Like, yeah. Um, 
what did he say? He was like, oh, why do you why do you think uh, people it? are criticizing Warren's dance moves, but he not the my word, dad jokes? He said the word troll, not criticize, oh. which is fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, because we forgot you existed. That's yeah. literally the only reason why. Have you seen um, Corey, <laughs> Corey's jokes about um cheating on sleep with coffee no you have to look this up he's, this sounds like we're talking about a stand-up tweeted, routine he's tweeted the same version or he's tweeted the same different versions of the same joke so many times over his career if you look it up on twitter that's he's hilarious basically some version of like oh i'm cheating on my girlfriend's sleep with my new love coffee and he's done just like different try you know the thing where you like have a joke that like you really think is good but it never pops off so you That's try it again a little bit different That's a couple months later Tuesdays we've all done it we've all done it but it's when you're a presidential candidate like maybe delete those yeah, delete those but or- if you like look up sleep coffee and in um Cory Booker's like Twitter history i don't know if he's gotten rid of them by now because he was taking some heat for it a few months ago but (laughs) it's so hilarious it's like seven different versions slightly different versions of the same joke he's got dad jokes that's what it brings to him we did make fun of you for that Corey, (laughs) but you're not fucking relevant anymore yeah it's like yeah you stop being i don't think he was ever had a shot Oh, a lot of people are like, being like, he's such a great orator. I was like, that's what you say about someone who has no fucking policies. It's he, like, and he is so blatantly in the pocket of big pharma. It's mm-hmm. just like, poor Rosario Dawson, let her be free. <laughs> that's the one he's dating, right? Is it? I don't know. Well, that may well. Shout out to Rosario Dawson, regardless. Yeah, I, I just, I want her to be free. <laughs> be free of Cory Booker. I, I think what when do you think is going to be the time? When somebody, obviously Iowa, uh, but who's going to drop and support Bernie? I don't think any of them are going to. I could see Marianne. For some reason, she hasn't officially dropped out yet, although I did hear she laid off like most of her campaign staff. Yeah, it's essentially effectively so over. I I think she would endorse Bernie. I think Tulsi would endorse Bernie. She did in 2016. Yeah. Um, but they're not, you know, neither of them are really they're heavy hitters. They're not like hitters. big factors. Yeah. Um, I don't see anyone else endorsing Bernie, though I would be happy to be surprised. Yeah. Um, my my big hope is that Liz Warren does after she pulls abysmally in Iowa. I, if she comes in, if she somehow gets... I don't think gets, she would. I don't know. I think she would. Really? Only if the following were to happen. I think she pulls miserably in Iowa... Uh, and she comes behind Yang, and that's when she realizes it's over. <laughs> uh, like that's no offense to the Yang gang, uh, Yang gang, um, <laughs> Yang gang. But like, I I think if that were to happen, which it won't, mm-hmm. um, I think she would be the only one I could see feasibly stepping down and saying Bernie's a choice. Like you should go support him because his policies most closely match mine. Here's the one reason I could see her ever dropping out and endorsing Bernie is if she. Is like to get the VP slot, which I hope Bernie does not pick Warren as a VP because I think if he does, he will immediately get CIA'd. Um, yeah. I think he has to pick someone. To, I think he would have to pick either Rashida Tlaib or Barbara Lee, like someone who is like left enough that it wouldn't be worth it to assassinate him. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that we're talking about that, but. I mean, people talked about that with Trump, of everyone saying that Pence was his insurance policy of like, because Pence would be worse. Yeah. I don't know if I want to stick with that 
like I want to go well, back to the CIA time. Well, the CIA doesn't assassinate right wingers; they only True. assassinate progressives. True. Um, uh, unless they live in a different country, uh, as we saw. That's the other thing we'll talk about. Then they then they the just CIA fund their opposition, yeah. and uh, then still sometimes, and then if you're Castro, they try to assassinate you like six times and miserably fail. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Uh, but what was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. Just regarding Iowa and like, I think Liz Warren is inevitably going to drop out. I think that's going to happen. I think it could happen as soon as Iowa. I Um, don't, I think, I feel like we'll see what happens because she's been tanking so much lately. One, because of equivocating on Medicare for all that really hurt her because I think like that is the single most like salient, tangible issue that people in America care about. Even people who vote Republican want medicare for all like when bernie did that town hall on like fox news um he had the crowd literally like going ape shit when he talked about getting health care for everyone because if they sit down to hear it it's like that makes sense regardless of political party it's like oh yeah i can do that and And it would save the government money to switch to a single payer Mm -hmm. system it would save everyone that has a stake in this the only thing it would affect would be bullshit insurance companies like none of you deserve jobs anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and and pharmaceutical companies where it's like both of them are like pharmaceutical companies have fleets of people who are out there selling their drugs. Yeah. To, to they are legitimately drug sellers and when they I sell them to doctors. In a medical office, like one of the perks was that we would get free lunch all the time because yeah. drug reps would just come in and bring us like a shit ton of Panera or like whatever. Or they sometimes they just call and be like, what restaurant nearby do you guys want lunch from? They just bring us lunch. Yeah. And in exchange, you have to listen to them talk about whatever drug they're peddling. And that's like, and it's sociopathic. I feel bad. Cause like there was one drug rep that I like really liked. And she and I were like, kind of became friends at a point where we would like, compliment each other's outfits and talk about what's going on and nice. i have to be like no no she's the enemy Stop. she's evil she's evil no <laughs> uh yeah no i get that when i worked uh at my previous two jobs ago i was in medical devices um so we weren't like as bad we we had like stores that only sold our products so it's not like we were selling calling stores and be like you have to sell this it was hearing aids uh so yeah. um but i talked with people in my department who used to be farmer reps and they were yeah. like yeah, I mean, you travel all the time, you get fucked up every night, and like, <laughs> all you got to do is just pedal drugs hardcore to people, and it's like, that's what you do. It's literally schmoozing the job. Yeah. It's like every dick you went to college with did this and can do this. It's like Yeah, every- those people can have different jobs. You know, I'm not going to feel bad They're if gonna they have to- They're going to be fine. Yeah, they, they all have savings. They're being paid very well. Yeah. Like, they can take some time off and, and, I don't know, take a job planting trees under the Green New Deal. Like That's too much work for them. It's too <laughs> nice. There's too many people who benefit from that. Yeah. Uh, but, like... They I, can, I, I don't know, move to... I don't know. I, I feel like what, the hipster place to move these days is Detroit, uh, which well, I is don't puzzling. Know. I mean, I know I'm trying to think of, like, a different country where, like, capitalism is really strong. I don't know. Go move to Russia. England? Like, <laughs> yeah. Move to the UK. Get a job for fucking Bojo. Yeah. They'll, they'll need a ton of farmer reps coming up. So. Yeah. Once the NHS is gone, you yeah, guys will all have jobs. Gone. You'll yeah. all have jobs in the UK. Yeah. So, I, I and that's the, th- the whole system is so fucking stupid in that way. And it's like, it's just more people need to hear the Medicare for all message and not be fooled. Uh, by 
either Republicans saying it's a bad idea or Democrats who have fake Medicare for all plans like Andrew Yang has a fake Medicare for all oh, plan yeah, it's because abhorrent. it's it's disgusting is what he's doing that like we joke about Yang and the Yang gang Yang gang uh, <laughs> and like yes he has good I I agree with his ideas on automation I think he like and technology should become a bigger focus in the United States of like just knowing that like what we're doing it's like and it almost is but the solution to that problem is is literally communism that's the thing it's literally making public services free and then moving jobs towards like things that actually benefit society and then turning the standard work week into like 20 30 hours of like doing something that actually fucking benefits Mm -hmm. and like and then in exchange in exchange for your labor on behalf of society you get to do you get to have all of this other stuff and that's for free like that's how you solve that problem is that i spend you know you spend 20 hours a week planting trees for under the green new deal and then in exchange you get to you know ride the train for free and go to school for free and yeah have the internet for free and have affordable housing. Like that's, that's how you solve that problem. You don't solve that problem by throwing a thousand dollars a month at it that your landlord is just going to take. See, that's where the hypocrisy of Yang comes in even more is like, I've been reading more about, cause I don't understand his universal basic income, the freedom dividend. I don't understand it, how it could work without crashing the economy. He understands it either. He doesn't. He have got- you listened to um, his interview with Virgil Texas? No. Um, it's in the Chapo Trap House feed, and I don't think I think it's um, I don't think it's behind a paywall or anything. Um, it's from a few months ago, but if you listen to it, it's so funny how Virgil just essentially asks him like the same questions over and over again, and Yang just like does not know how to answer. It them. just happened. Uh, I, I don't think it was Jake Tapper, but like someone, it happened to him on. Uh, it definitely wasn't Jake Tapper, but it happened to him when he was getting interviewed on. One of the big mainstream media things, which we'll talk about. That's the point of today's episode. But mm-hmm. uh, they were asking Yang. They're like, yeah, let's like Medicare for all. Are, are you for it? And he's like, well, no. He's like, no, we have a different plan. And he's like, then why do your commercials say Medicare for all? And he's like, what do you mean? And he played the commercial and was uh. like, why does it say Medicare for all right there? He's like, uh, ooh, uh. uh. And the fucking Yang thing. So here's the here's why I uh, like uh, why it's my love for Andrew Yang is completely ironic uh, only because if you read into the UBI, the freedom dividend, it's so fucking dumb of <laughs> you either get the $1,000 a month um, or your social programs that, that you paid into. It's, yeah. It's you cannot get both and you yeah, have to choose one or the other. Psychotic. like Which is absolutely psychotic. For most people who need government assistance, $1,000 a month is not gonna help and and i think he's misleading people by thinking Mm -hmm. that they can have both and he's getting a lot of people who are gonna be like oh this is gonna make our life so great it's like i can get my you know the food stamps and a thousand dollars a month like that's crazy and it's like no you can't no literally and yeah your rent is just gonna go up by eight hundred dollars a month that's all that's gonna happen yang is the most capitalist dude on that stage and that includes joe biden (laughs) uh because yang it's it, what the fuck does a thousand dollars a month benefit when everybody knows it's like it's like the cop on day one of legal weed where he was talking to everyone saying everyone knows what you're doing here everyone knows what you have on you when you leave this place everyone knows that this is a cash only business yeah don't be fucking dumb 
go to your car, go home. Like, don't hang around here. Don't walk around with it. Don't take pictures of it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the thing is with Yang is like, everyone fucking knows you have a thousand dollars a month. Aren't we just going to price gouge? It's like, I can guarantee my landlord would raise rates. Uh, I would, uh, and I like my landlord. I can guarantee he would raise rates. I can guarantee Comcast would raise rates Mm -hmm. because everyone, again, it just inflates the economy. And it's no matter what fucking talking points he says, it's that's a thousand dollars for everyone in the U.S. Even if we use the number that I always use for U.S. population, which is three hundred million, which is not accurate anymore. Yeah. Um. But like that is so much money just going out into the fucking <laughs> economy, and it's like that's th- that's why we don't just print money to fix problems because it devalues. It's like we're gonna have to have a thousand dollar note that everyone gets every month with President <laughs> Yang's face on it because that shit's so dumb. And yeah. it's like his supporters are so, and it's just math is a slogan, which is hilarious because it's like, dude, math from a normal person who's not going to go dive deep into your shit is like math for me is that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it, no matter how many times you explain it, that doesn't make sense. That's not what I want. I don't want to just throw money at the problem, which is what he's doing. I'd rather have, shouldn't the government be responsible too? Like, why not have a government that likes us instead of one that fucking hates <laughs> right? us? Right. And truly, like, Bernie Sanders is the only candidate who is going to offer you that. And and people are seeing that. And it, like, to bring it back to Warren, like, one, we're watching her her equivocation on Medicare for all kind of tank her. Yeah. She's using more vague language, talking about choice, stuff like that. Um, two, let's we haven't even talked about Iran yet. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all I have to say, to, we can pepper it. How about we pepper in the main topic because Iran is going to be a huge conversation and the the race. We're, yeah. we're already at a half hour. Okay, so what we're peppering in is is the media perspective of all of this. Yeah, we want to talk about how capitalism influences the media, and you're right; these two dovetail so well. Is mm-hmm. you really can't trust a news media that runs under capitalism. Um, because especially like here now in the U.S., we have a media that's dependent on advertisers. It's dependent on essentially like wealthy CEOs to fund them. And they can you can claim as much as you want to be ethical and nonpartisan in your reporting. But at the end of the day, what gets published is what is not going to alienate your advertisers. Mm-hmm. And that's why we see advertisers pull whenever they don't agree with it. it always happens on Fox News because they're saying just inflammatory shit to sell more. But we'll always see sponsors pull away because they don't want their brand to be aired right after fucking Laura Ingram says some bad shit about some 15 year old who got shot. Like, yeah. It, like quick personal plug, I guess. This is, I wrote a book like a short book of essays that I it's free yeah. to download. Um, it's called Pre-Apocalyptic. It's like I think t- Two ninety nine on Kindle because that was the least they would let me list it for. But if you find me on social media, you can get links to download a PDF for free. Um, literally the first essay in that collection, I talked a lot about um, essentially what happens when we have this system where the media is funded by advertisers, which is we get stories being pulled because... Um, I watched a documentary where, like, a woman, I can't remember her name, but she did some, like, excellent reporting on, I want to say, was it Nike? Is either Nike or Adidas. And the literal sweatshops they were using. And 
she did one program on it for the news station she worked for and then she was going to do a follow-up and they were like you can't do that because we signed a deal with this company for some of our for like our olympics coverage and we can't alienate them we can't piss them off so you can't run this story this follow-up to your story um there are yeah it's the government and and ceos advertisers get to dictate what we learn about. So when you hear this coverage on Iran that's like, well, Soleimani was a terrorist and like he had to die. This wasn't the way to do it. It's like, don't don't just sit there and say, take what the Pentagon tells you as fact. Like you can't just, just because you saw it in the New York Times, you can't just believe it because they're, they have a vested interest in upholding the establishment line on all of this stuff, or else what's gonna happen? They're gonna get liter- They're gonna get fucking tanked. Yeah, it's it's when media news media becomes a poor a for profit industry. There's no way for it to be truly nonpartisan and like truly honest agreed and th- and that's that came about with the 24-hour news cycle with fucking ted turner um with cnn we have whole channels that are devoted to news and they they benefit from making news because that's more content to put on tv to run ads during and it's they mm-hmm. benefit from these things like the iran thing uh thing like this fucking raytheon crisis. stock is up yeah like it's gone staggeringly up recently it's like people People get rich off of promoting this kind of shit. Like, they want you to be, even if they know that, like, this isn't 2003 anymore, they can't really, like, people are, we've seen what happens. Blind patriotism. Yeah, we're not going to, people don't want to go to war. I, um, I, I do tech for a show here a lot called Devil's Daughter, and at the the top of the show, the host of the show will like introduce whoever's in the tech booth, and they'll be like, "Oh, what's the the light special today?" As like a little joke, yeah. and then I'll get to like do something fun with the lights and like tell them what the name is. And I've made it my joke that I just always yell some kind of like random leftist propaganda from the <laughs> booth while I just do something random with the lights. And this last week, um. I just like did something random and I shouted from the booth, no war with Iran. And the entire crowd of like 60 normies like cheered. Yeah. Like these aren't people like us. These aren't like irony poisoned leftists. Like this, these are a bunch of fucking like normal ass people who decided to go see a comedy show for their Friday night. None of them, like they were all so excited to cheer Yeah. in response to the phrase, no war with Iran. Like people don't want it. But so so the line is a little trickier. It's a little different. They have to manipulate you a little more subtly. Mm-hmm. And they do that by giving you the, the well, Soleimani was a terrorist or like Iran was planning attacks against the, the U.S. They were not. Soleimani was the leader of, I think, yeah, one of the leaders, if not like the head leader of the Iranian military. And like. Yeah in a war that we dragged them into. He was doing a job defending his country and his people from the invaders, which are us. He was not a terrorist. He was fighting a war. I mean, yes, he's responsible for the deaths of American troops, but that is because we went there. Like, this is a man who is 
fighting in defense of his country and his civilians. That's why people came out in masses to mourn his death. Yeah, there it's, was a fucking stampede. 50 people died. Yeah, it's this is, like, he's... Whatever. I'm not. I'm not arguing that he's like responsible for the deaths of Americans, in a very technical sense. But like, really, overarchingly, like we are responsible for the deaths of those Americans because we sent them there to invade a country in the first place. Of course, they're going to defend themselves. And it, it just gets messy, at least from from the perspective of when when we went to Iraq uh, and Afghanistan. Uh, there was the revenge plotline of 9-11 was still very fresh mm-hmm. um we all remembered it and then we got never s- forget never forget <laughs> uh we we all were drummed up into the hysteria of wmds and Saddam hussein helped them and it's like we all bought it because it's like of course we're gonna buy this it's like we got attacked and it's like we don't feel good about this and it's like i think there's a a lot more like that just uh, the word I, I'm trying to find a smarter word than support. nuance, but yeah, there, there's, there's nuance like, to this situation that is being completely ignored by the Democratic establishment because, and we always see this on like foreign policy, especially when like the threat of war is involved. Is Democrats just immediately cave to right wing talking points, mm-hmm. and they'll make them sound a little bit more moderate, but they're saying the same shit. They're like, oh, well, we, you know, Donald Trump shouldn't have impulsively assassinated this man. Um, But, you know, he was still bad and we still need to take care of it. Like, no, 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 you don't you don't get to do that. We're not the fucking world police. Yeah. Like is it was not we picked a fight. We clearly picked Mm -hmm. a fight in in Mm -hmm. that way. And and we got what we fucking signed up for. Yeah. Like uh, I, I, the whole thing, like the coverage right now is is Trump uses the media so well Mm -hmm. um, because he knows exactly what he's doing to get his, like an impeached president just assassinated uh, essentially a world leader. Um, Like maybe two or three steps down from world leader, arguably only one. Um, And it's to get the distraction away from impeachment to have even more. He causes chaos. He just introduces more chaos into it. And that's where you get distracted because he can play the 24 hour news cycle so well. No one's going to fucking talk about impeachment when we're literally on the brink of what could be World War Three. Yeah. And I don't want to be like hyperbolic because it's not going to happen at this point. Yeah. And also like it was relax intense, about the draft. Hours. Like there's not going to be a draft. No it's draft. just going to be Agreed. poor people who go to the military because there are no other options available for them. Mm-hmm. So and that's getting off topic, but also I'm like. I am less inclined to be mean towards veterans and and people in the military because a lot of them are literally just people who are poor and have no other option. Yeah, it, it and was have been the manipulated by the media to believe that this is the patriotic and noble thing to do mm-hmm. because they're defending their country when, like, no, you're invading. What are you defending when you're the you are invading yeah. a country that's done nothing to you personally? But anyway, I digress. What I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is just like use your use your research skills, use your brains. Like don't you can't just um when I a few months ago I got to go sit in on an interview with um Bob Woodward, who's iconic reporter, one of the guys who broke the Watergate story. Yeah. Um, someone who like I've genuinely like admired as like a journalism fan. 
for a while. I mean, I know he's like an aging liberal, but you know, it was it's still a great all the president's men, great story. I love yeah. it. Um and so I got to go like be in the audience for an interview thanks to my friend Jake who's one of our like four listeners. <laughs> Hell Shout yeah. Out Jake. What's up, Jake? <laughs> um and I there was a portion for audience questions and somebody asked him like what do you what is your advice I guess I think it was like for um people who are working at smaller news outlets because you know we see this every other fucking day some media outlet is getting shut down because you know they got bought out by some fucking psychotic capitalists who Mm -hmm. decide that they're not profitable anymore and and decide to gut them or change the direction we've moved since that 24-hour news cycle began uh, which news was always was 24 hours so i'm not saying it's like news just stopped after six (laughs) it's like but we have whole channels dedicated to reporting constantly and i think it's news uh and reporting specifically became it's no longer a utility like it used to be of considered like a public service uh, it's yeah. now a yeah. fucking profit machine. Exactly. And it's, it's small town journalism is the only real journalism that exists still because it's like that is yeah. news reporting. Shout it's out like, to uh, Block Club Chicago. I love those yes. guys. Um, they were all over the Humboldt Park Gator and I yeah, love them for it. Yeah. Yeah. They um, it's really doing great local reporting. If I ever get it together enough to finish my journalism degree, I would only consider like local yeah. reporting, I think. Um, anyway. Um, where I was making a point. Where was I going with this? Woodward. Oh yeah, the yeah. Bob Woodward. So someone basically asked him like, "What's your advice for like trying to stay in business?" And Bob Woodward works for Washington Post, which we know is owned by Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos, Daddy Bezos. Yeah, and his response to this question was like, "Well, you get Jeff Bezos to buy you out." And I, I wanted to die. Like it was like having, it was like. Like ha- they say, like you know, kill your idols or whatever, and it was like yeah. I was watching my idol shoot himself in the face, like yep. right in front of me. I mean, and I was like, mm. that's the thing where a lot of people argue like journalism is is dead in a way, and it's like, I, it's so tough because we live in in the age where when when I want news now, like when I hear about something happening in the, in the news, I don't go to turn on CNN. I go to Twitter to find someone who's actually there, like some mm-hmm. rando who's just tweeting about it. I mean, that's what's happening right now with the Iranian thing is some guy put up a video of a missile clearly hitting the plane. Uh, and so it's like no longer, it's like now we're in the fucking political shitstorm of there were 63 Canadians on board. Oh, and boy. it's like, what the, f- now Canada is dragged into it. There were UK nationals on it, German nationals, uh, Iraqis, Iranians. It's like, it's so fucked. And, and it's did like, you see that in um, Iran's, like, uh, their, I don't know, retaliation for the assassination of Soleimani? They, oh, the they NBC ended up thing? Only oh, okay. The, they, like, attacked a, a base in Iraq that, like, I guess the U.S. military was supposed to be in, and only Iraqis died. And that's what NBC said of, like, uh, or the Pentagon, too, also said, only Iraqis yeah, died. Yeah, only Iraqis died, as if we should be relieved by that. Like... No, those are those are the guys who fucking didn't do anything. They didn't do any. Who were just fucking trying to live with like occupation, which is what happened. It's like they like th- those poor people have just been shit on constantly by like whether it was an oppressive regime before, like with Hussein, and then it becomes the U.S. and it becomes their whole country got turned into a fucking war zone, 
And it's like now you got the infighting, you got the rise of ISIS. It's like they're just constantly getting shit canned by people in power who are just using them as pawns in the game. Yeah, if fucking that's not something to like feel relieved about. That's not something to celebrate. That fucking sucks. It's disgusting that they said only Iraqis died. It's yeah, like, we're literally all we are doing as a nation is putting other people in danger. Mm-hmm. It's and Bernie fucking big dick Bernie put out the best statement on this whole situation where he was basically just like, yeah, I was fucking against the war in Iraq. Like I was against this. You know what Elizabeth Warren did? She voted for the defense budget that allowed Trump to even do this shit. Like, and that's another reason why Warren is really tanking right now. And and Bernie is really soaring. It's like, there is only one candidate you can trust to be fully anti-war. That's exactly. Yeah. It's the, the Bernie, uh, Andrew Yang put out a better statement than Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Warren, Warren did say something of like, he was a terrorist he was a bad guy and it's like and then she like that was her first statement and then after like people were like excuse me she started like equivocating like she fucking loves to do and like trying to play both sides and be like well blah 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 blah, and then did the fucking whole like tweet thread um and then she went on the fucking view and megan mccain with like one question was able to bully her into being like well yeah the guy sucked and was a terrorist and it's good that he's dead and it's like you can't stand up to megan mccain you can't hold to your supposed principles on the fucking view like no if you are anti-war there's one candidate for you yeah the the thing like my stance on it of like with the the killing of soleimani uh is uh, the, the murder of Soleimani, because that's what it was. It was an assassination because it was politically motivated. It was a war crime. It, it, it was a war crime. It was an undeclared act of war, and I think that's that's bullshit. I think a, an impeached president should be nowhere near the big red button, which he very much is right now. Like, I, I, But I don't want to even, like... I mean, yes, like he sucks. I don't even want to put this on Trump because, you know, Hillary would have been done the same shit. She probably would have already had us at war with Iran. And like if you think I'm like being hyperbolic, like you can look it up. She has said several times that like, oh, we should be at war with Iran or like we should attack Iran. Like she has said that. Yeah. I I mean, they both we were on it. This was guaranteed to happen. It just happened in such a public show of an assassination on foreign soil that just we thought like. I, I think just based on media conditioning, I think we're conditioned to think Iraq was winding down. Uh, like as, but no, it's fucking fired up even yet, like more now of like going. It, it's coming in waves. Never be free of these fucking endless wars that only just result in people dying. Like nothing good has come out of our wars in the Middle East. Nothing. Yeah. Like it is fucking time to bring those motherfucking troops home it is time to detach and like if you think i mean one i don't think we as the american people can trust anyone other than bernie to do that but two if you think like foreign global leaders are going to trust anyone other than bernie like you're dumb correct uh absolutely correct i just the thing about Solmani it was yes bad guy you know like not like a good guy bad guy thing but like I mean, I think I I not, I won't even go that far to call him a bad guy. Like he drove ISIS out of a lot of the territory in Iran. Like he is beloved in that country for a reason. He was, 
I mean, I guess he's like bad in the way that like anyone who loves the military and being in it is that's bad. That's my point. Yeah. But I don't even think that's worth bringing up here. It just equivocates and like makes the point foggy. And the point is that this man was doing his job defending his country from foreign invaders, which were us. And he got assassinated for doing that. There is no, you can't really befuddle this. I'm not, yeah. And I'm not befuddling it of just saying like, I think anyone who's responsible for the deaths of others is unequivocally in my eyes bad. Um, Did Soleimani deserve to get assassinated and blown the fuck up? Absolutely not. I don't think that was the way to go. Uh, Like, absolutely not. I don't think that's the way to go anytime. I'm very full into like the... The, the the what appeals to me about Bernie is the fact that it's like we can work shit out and it's like we there there should be a way where we can but also all... like it's not our business it's not our business like, it's what the happens thing. in Iran is not our fucking business we only make things worse I mean look at look at Bernie's like major uh policies and look at like my my own like what I value in a candidate it's Medicare for all it's uh, climate change. It's and I feel that these are even cheesy bringing up these talking points, but it's the the policies about Bernie that appeal to me are making a more inward look at the United States, while also the diplomacy of the United States would be climate change. That would become we would become the you know the the vanguard of proper climate change, the first first world country to fully step into it. Yeah, um, that's what I want because I think that would become the diplomacy where we are meddling in foreign affairs but it's to make sure the earth doesn't fucking burn up that's the kind of leadership i would want um as far as the well it's yeah it's a world leader versus a fucking world antagonist you know right it's i think what we did was purely antagonizing it it clearly was a desperate ploy by trump in an election year it's no fucking he had the call with putin on christmas (laughs) uh i think they definitely talked about it um Mm. he fucking did this in order to, uh, again, the chaos thing is to bring more chaos into it, to forget about the impeachment. He did it for no reason. And that's why I think Soleimani died for no reason in a way. And I, it's just complicated when it comes to the point where you factor in like, yes, he, Soleimani is responsible for killing people as well. But two, two but wrongs like, don't make it right. Yeah, but also like I, it's just such a different thing to be defending your country from invaders than it is to to be going into a foreign country and meddling in their business and killing their people for no yeah. reason other than your own capitalist interests. And that, I can understand that. I, I I can understand that perspective of we we had no business being over there in the first place. It's just if you you fucking smack someone in the face, you can't get mad at them for hitting back. Right. Agreed. Yeah, and we definitely smacked them in the face with this one big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a hundred percent. I think there was time to de-escalate the situation with Iran um, because it was getting testy for a while, and it's Trump that antagonized the whole the whole way of canceling the nuclear deal. Yeah. Um, and I, I just the thing is, it's so complicated, and I'm interested to see what Bernie would do in this position, where once you get into the role, uh, it becomes more complicated than it was on the campaign trail yeah. of like, cause now it's real of like what would happen if, cause the thing is how we're so fucking stuck in the middle East is cause if we pull out, there's a giant vacuum that happens because we have just infested with, uh, the, the past couple years, Iraq has been just choked it's by such us. A horrible mess. And that's the thing is like, I think as much as 
as much as I'm all about bring the troops home, I think I think there is a realization of that might not be the best play only because we have fucked the situation up so much. It's like setting the kitchen on fire and then going like, oh, got to walk out. Sorry. It's like it's like you're still responsible for the the patrons in the restaurant that you fucking set on fire. I mean, all I I'm not like I will never proclaim myself to be a foreign policy expert. That is definitely the area of politics that I have the least amount of knowledge in. And I was talking to a friend the other day about how, like, anytime these kind of big global conflicts happen or or start happening, like, I feel like my brain just, like, immediately shuts off because it's so... It's something that I am just so personally helpless to do anything about. Agreed. That... it's almost like I, I have to shut it out or else I won't be able to fucking live. Yeah. Like just thinking about how many Iraqis are dead and how it's my country doing it, but I can't do anything about it other than just vote for Bernie and yell at everyone else to vote for Bernie and hope that they listen. Yeah. And it just makes me feel so small and weak and useless that like at a certain point it's like I have like a psychological barrier to like really researching this stuff and learning more about it because it just fills me with so much dread. Um, But that said, like, I do feel, I don't know. I do feel very confident that like there is one voice in this race right now that is not tainted by capitalist interests and that is committed to world peace. That is Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. And also... Don't fucking trust what you read in the New York Times. Don't fucking trust what you read in the Washington Post. Like, because they those have are no vested our, interest in a Bernie Sanders presidency. Those they, are they will our papers be of record. So that's why, like, a lot of people turn to them and kind of just take whatever they read there at face value and go, like, well, they're journalists, so they must be telling the truth. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. Um, I remember reading in research for that essay I wrote. I read about um how there was like one reporter for a news station who basically got caught on video saying like oh yeah we had all the epstein stuff like years ago but they wouldn't let us air it because you know it would have upset our advertisers it's like you cannot trust you you just can't like and i think it was um was it the daily no i don't remember what it was some publication recently um edited an article they were reporting on the Iran situation and they quoted something a a release from the Pentagon as just given fact and they had to go back and edit it to be like the Pentagon claimed blah 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 it's like this is what papers are doing they're just taking blatant lies from the from the Pentagon or from the Department of Defense and just going like Okay, we'll take this as fact. Is like, those guys fucking lie? Right, because it, it's a part of the administration, and even before that, they still lied. It's because there's no vested interest in telling the truth in that way. Because if we found out the truth of everything going on in the Pentagon, I'm sure we'd be just fucking outraged. Oh of my like, god! Like the the what the fuck is happening? Yeah. So you can't you foreign like it, it, you can't be lazy on this. Is basically right. what I'm saying. Anything, I mean, really anything you get from a major news source, you can't is be lazy worthless. on. It's essentially worthless. Yeah, you have to be doing your own investigations on this shit. You have to be listening to people who have more expertise than you on this shit. You can't. Corporate journalists are not your friends. They're not. I mean, a few of them are good people who are telling the truth, but most of them are not. 
Uh, most of them are slaves to corporate interest or yeah. they are here to defend the reputation of the government. Um, so if there's one thing that you take away from this, it is if you can't if you will not cancel you, your New York Times subscription, at least read it with a very critical mind and know that you cannot accept what is being told to you as 100 percent fact if you are not investigating sources on your own. Um, that's the thing is is you need to investigate sources and go horizontal with it of like yeah, don't fake just believe news isn't just like the random uh freedom dot usa dot backslash maga links your grandma is posting to facebook like mm-hmm. fake news is in the washington post it is in the new york times it's in press releases that get fed to the press and they're reporting on them but there's no fact checking there's no nothing there's no mm-hmm. pushback into blatant obvious lies and the thing is when when you do hear a news story i think you need to learn if you haven't already if 2016 didn't teach you anything about corroborating stories it's like you need to be able to go corroborate that what you read actually happened it's because we're in a a fucking space now where uh and again i keep harping on it but it's like it's not about who's right it's about who's first and it's who gets it out there first uh, who can make the most money off ad traffic on it? Who can get the most clicks? Mm-hmm. And it's like shit like that is always going to take precedence over the truth um, because the truth can be boring. The truth can be hard to swallow. The truth might piss some people off. And I think we're at the the point where you there you just it's I I don't want to be like too like tinfoil hat conspiracy e. But it's like there yeah, is yeah. no. <laughs> You're talking to me. You can't I know. be. <laughs> I was like I'm in the wrong room for that. Uh, but. There really is no way to trust what you're hearing anymore. I I don't trust polls. I don't trust uh, news stories. I don't really trust anything. I just know that that's going on. If I want to find out more, I go look up more Mm -hmm. um, about it. And I like to think of myself as pretty like into it, of like into the the sphere stuff. And I've been watching the Iran stuff pretty closely. Yeah. Of like just to figure out what the fuck is happening. Um, And there is so much misinformation on both sides. Uh, Like, oh God, no, I hate that I just said that. there's misinformation everywhere. There's misinformation everywhere, but misinformation is almost always with the intent of upholding the establishment as currently is. Right. Whether that is um, the capitalist system or advertisers, pro- uh, advertisers allow newsmakers to profit off of their work or whether the establishment is whatever the government whatever lies the pentagon and the cia are telling you so that you don't get mad at the government yeah like that is overwhelmingly the misinformation you get is with the aim of keeping you docile and keeping you from protesting keeping you from getting angry at corporations and at the government Mm -hmm. which at the end of the day is what this podcast is all about hell yeah is corporations and the government are the ones you do not fucking trust which is why yeah if you are looking you gotta be you gotta vet your news sources you gotta stick to local reporting as much as you can um and like yeah, don't don't trust big corporate news sources. Trust them least of all. You shouldn't trust the New York Times and the Washington Post most because they're the biggest. You should trust them the least because they're the because biggest. Because they're the biggest. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. I, I think just kind of to wrap the, the distrust in both the, the, the Iranian uh, crisis uh, as well, the, but part two, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. um, but... So when the news story came out that, or when the story broke that the plane crashed, 
the first take was mechanical failure. Um, and the Iranians plowed the wreckage pretty quickly um, and said, yep, mechanical failure. And they got rid of the black box and they're like, mechanical failure. Um, but then it became immediately apparent that that's probably not true, uh, is the thing, as you read more into it. Um, but they're still going with the line that it was mechanical failure. It was not a missile strike, as the U.S. media and now Canadian media and uh, Justin Trudeau said explicitly it was a missile but if you don't think the united states does that shit on a daily basis <laughs> of we do our own cleanup and getting rid of the black box we do that constantly oh absolutely. like the epstein story is just the worst sloppy attempt at it really like truly re- i hate to like plug myself on my own project but like truly read that essay that i wrote because yeah. it's like primarily about the epstein shit but i talk about a few other stories and like issues as well um th- like Truly, oh, time and time again, we have discovered that what we were told like 10, 20 years ago about something was just complete lies handed to us by the CIA yeah. or the Department of Defense or whatever. Like it is these people have proven to us time and time again that they are not trustworthy. And the thing is, the simulation is that we're living in, the one they're attempting to put us in, is just getting, it's getting sloppy of like with the Epstein story. And it's like, that is why some people find it so funny to joke about is like, it is so blatantly false uh, that he killed himself is that is where it, it, it turns into a parody of trying to cover up a news story because it is just so fucking sloppy. The more you hear about it, it's like, oh, the tape got destroyed. Yeah, it's that, like, that came out. fucking shit. Today, it's like, today, it wasn't it. The, yeah, like, the first suicide attempt tape got destroyed. Oops. Oh, yeah, whoops. No, it's... It, and that's the thing. It's, it's so the, unbelievable. It's gotten to the point where, like, they can do this shit and get away with it. Like, they can be this blatantly negligent. They can lie to your face this obviously and you're not going to fucking do shit about it because you've been so conditioned mm-hmm. to just let it go that at this point like it i this is what makes me so hopeless for the possibility of seeing a revolution is just that like we let things get to this point yeah. and and we're fine as long as we don't have to really think about what's going on you know as long as we get to live our daily lives and and not worry about our immediate material realities, like we don't care yeah. that we're being lied to. Like, no, get the fuck up, get angry, yeah, get mad, because there's stuff to get demand mad about. Demand truth, and that's the thing is like we're, we're we have this big moment to demand truth and and to be angry, and that is to vote for Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. The end. The like, end. Like, the end. <laughs> yeah. Podcast over. Yeah. Like, uh, but that's it. That's it's the you you. No matter what, I read something today. It's like no matter what you're going through of like how how you're living like you're lucky enough you're in the same timeline as bernie sanders like don't fuck it up it's like there's a legitimate shot at having someone in the white house that means something yeah i've been like trying to i wish i knew someone in iowa because i really want to go out to iowa to canvas but i like i just literally can't afford to like pay for a place to stay yeah um so, I mean, you can text and call people in Iowa. I've actually been doing that. I tried to sign up for phone boothing and they never fucking got back to me. Yeah, I've tried to sign up banking. through like so much stuff. But apparently the one thing I've been able to do is just like text. Um, so you can just do that. It's easy. It's yeah, I, dumb. They, they texted me to sign up and I was watch like, yeah, TV how do I do it? while you do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I feel I'm feeling really good about Bernie right now, especially like. I mean, everything that's happening in, like, in Iran like fucking sucks, but at least we get to see so clearly how much Bernie is the only candidate we can trust. Agreed. 
on this issue. And like, if you don't want war with Iran, vote for fucking Bernie because like literally that's it that's it yeah. like <laughs> full you stop cannot trust anyone else you cannot trust anyone else yeah. none of the other front runners have delivered as clear and unequivocal of a statement that is against foreign intervention and against war as bernie has agreed um with that uh we are at the hour Hell so yeah. we are done uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm sure it's still active. Uh, yeah, yeah. Capanon. Yeah. I haven't tweeted in a while, but just uh, we it's just cool. haven't had content. We'll so. get back to it. <laughs> um, we will definitely put these out uh, within the next week. I All right. Promise. He's swearing. I, this time, I swear. <laughs> I swear on Bernie Sanders. I will fucking do it. Um, I will get it done. Uh, that is a promise. All uh, right. And that is not. That's not a Buttigieg promise because that's actually <laughs> come true. One last dig. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the program. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>